good description is a learned skill. One of those primary reasons you cannot succeed unless you read a lot and write a lot. It's not just a question of how to, you see. It's also a question of how much to. Reading will help you answer how much, and only reams of writing will help you with the how. You can only learn by doing. Stephen King. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Esses. We are continuing our annual Frequently Asked Questions series today with another question that came from a listener that I know a lot of people struggle with this exact same topic, so we wanted to hit it early in this month. I can't find a good way to describe my character. It all feels awkward. How do I do it so the reader isn't bored? We are going to be talking mostly about physical descriptions here because that's where a lot of people struggle. It can be difficult to describe, especially from a first-person point of view, what that main character looks like. I will say, most of my writing, I don't give physical descriptions to the characters. If there's a romance plot in there, I might. But for most stories, it's those choices, those opinions that the characters have that really make up who the character is. I will say, in counter to that, that is a lot more common in your genres that you write, which are action, they are focused less on the romance and the character interactions. If you're writing young adults, you're going to have character descriptions because that tends to matter to teenagers. If you're writing romance, that's definitely going to be included. And if you're writing sci-fi and fantasy, you're going to want to include character descriptions, especially in the case that you have non-human characters. So first off, the common misconceptions of writing physical description. One of the things I see frequently, and I would love to break the world of this habit, is the idea that all of the information about the character's physical description has to happen immediately the first time you introduce or meet the character. You might want to introduce a couple of important things, the details that stand out to the point of view character, but really you don't need to include a top-down description at all, but especially not right away. You can be done any time within the first act that they're there. As a reader, you don't enjoy experiencing two-thirds of the way through the book. The author mentions, oh, by the way, he has a beard because then you're just upending your entire mental image. That's why we say at the end of Act 1. Act 1 is the establishing information act. That includes character descriptions. But it doesn't have to all happen right away. Another misconception is that looks are at least as important as opinions when it comes to creating the character. I've seen a lot of aspiring authors with character sketches, which I highly encourage. But if I asked them what political party they would belong to if they existed in modern day the U.S., they wouldn't have a clue. That's kind of a red flag for me. Yes, looks are important if you're going to describe a character, if you're going to have them in your story so that readers can picture them. But you don't need incredible detail. And you also need more than just physical description, because like Lee is fond of saying, that's not who the character is. Unless that is who the character is and they're just incredibly vain. 
But that also tells us about the character. (laughs) Absolutely. On top of that, not every detail about the appearance has equal value. This will change based on the point of view character. So I am far more likely to notice shirt color, hair color, and amount of face fur than I am an eye color, or perhaps the color of the shoes that they're wearing. In, say, for example, the Brandon Sanderson Stormlight Archive, where class is based on eye color, people are going to notice eye color more. So, say your main character, your point of view character, is a woman, and they're seeing their love interest for the first time. Focus on what that female, what that main point of view character would be noticing. What attributes are important to them? Do they really like physical builds and they're like, mmm, he has abs for days? Or is she more of a style? Okay, he's kind of that cute nerdy style thing. The final misconception I want to touch on is that people won't like my character unless they're pretty. She's plain, but in a pretty way, but she doesn't know that she's pretty. Uh, gag. <laughs> I'm much more interested in characters who might not be traditionally magazine pretty because I'm going to relate to that character a lot more and I feel like other audience members might and they don't feel superficial. I know kind of what we've talked about is a little bit vague because there's no exact formula for describing a character, but there are some things that you can aim towards, goals that you can have to describe a character. The very first one is going to have someone else do the describing. So if you have multiple POVs, this is a lot easier because you can bounce around and describe characters as needed. But it is really hard to describe the point of view character using the point of view character's mentality because they're going to think about themselves differently. Attaching an emotion to that description is also helpful where, hey, I think that person's attractive, you're going to only recognize just a couple of things. That's all I'm seeing is those freckles are a turn on. They get me every time. I looked across the room and there she was, all smiles and freckles. That single sentence gives you an idea of what's important to the point of view character and an idea of who that other character is as well. Hatred can be just as powerful a motivator as romance. Oh my god, Becky, look at her butt. It's like so big. (laughs) Just because it's not a strictly romantic description doesn't mean you can't do it. Because we know quite a bit about the character that she is describing to Becky. Because of their disdain, they can also point out physical features they don't like. That being said... Having character A describe character B doesn't just tell the audience about character B because what the person notices, the freckles or the butt or whatever, tells as much about the character describing as the one they're describing. So you will have those times where you need to describe your main character using your main character. How do they view themselves? This is how you're going to show what they look like. 
There are a couple of different approaches I've seen to this. One of my favorites is the analytical style, which you see a lot in Jack Reacher. One of my favorite moments was when he needed to basically be a lookout. So he had to find a way to blend in, even though he was physical description. Sometimes you'll get a character that will describe themselves in a humorous way. And I like to think of Richard Castle from the show on this one, where he sees himself in this mirror and he goes, I really am ruggedly handsome, aren't I? You will also see a self-deprecating way. It's rare that someone looks in the mirror after taking a shower and goes, gosh, my lips are just voluptuous. <laughs> Please try to avoid mirror descriptions. One way I like to do this is just mention those things that matter in the moment of the scene. So in my gamer files, my main character has fun colored hair and she takes off a wig and shakes out her green and black hair. There are some things we advise you keep an eye out for, and that includes info dumping. This goes back to the not all of the information needs to be given all at once. There is an unveiling to the character, which shows your point of view character is paying attention and helps the reader remember because they're not trying to memorize this list of stuff. Start broad, and then as the story goes, get narrower. Also keep an eye out for any time you use anything food-related to describe a person. Especially when it comes to races and skin colors. Some people don't mind, but a lot of people don't like having their skin described as caramel or chocolate. Because those are edible things, and people are not edible, no matter what Jeffrey Dahmer might say. You'll also want to look out for how this information is used and reaffirmed through the story. Say you're writing an Enemies to Lovers, and you start out a description of an aspect of the, at that time, enemy that they really hate. How can you use that and change it into something that they like later when they start to become lovers? So he might start off looking like this brutish Philistine juggernaut type character, and then by the end, his muscles give him really broad shoulders and this nice square jaw. You'll also want to make sure you stay consistent. No shifting hair color, sandy blonde, and golden curls are not the same. And like we mentioned at the end of last season, when in doubt, leave it out. If there isn't a plot-relevant point to it, then your readers are more likely to relate to the character if they don't have descriptors that reject your reader. Overall, think about how you would want to be described in a book. What sort of things would you focus on writing about yourself? What sort of things would you focus on writing about your best friend or your significant other? Start there and then write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 